Welcome to the Hannibal Files, a Strange Harbors podcast. This is a weekly discussion of Brian Fuller's serial killer drama Hannibal, which is now streaming on Netflix. My name is Jeff Zhang, and tonight I'm joined by... Amir Toure. And this is Derek Wong. So, after taking a brief one-week break to talk about a few things decidedly not Hannibal, we are now back on track to cover season two, starting with episodes one and two, titled Kaiseki and Sakizuke. These pronunciations are uh, they are going to be the death of me. But, a little tougher uh, than the French, huh? <laughs> uh, but uh, I try to do a good job, so... People aren't like, can't even pronounce the episode titles, you know? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so while season one had episode titles all pertaining to French culinary terms, season two introduces a new naming convention with each episode named after a Japanese course or culinary term. Um, so appropriately named Kaiseki, episode one, is a general term for a traditional Japanese multi-course dinner. And episode two, Sakizuke, is the first course of that meal. Pretty uh, pretty fitting. So what did you guys think? Uh, well, I guess we'll start with episode one first, right? Kaiseki. So, like, the end of season one was so insane, um, you know, with Will uh, in prison for Hannibal Lecter's crimes, essentially, right. um, that... You know, I was left wondering, like, what are they going to do? Like, part of the reason I was so drawn to, to see season two was, like, what are they going to do with season two? What's the new status quo going to be? Like, my mind was just blown. Like, how are they going to reestablish the show with Will in jail? Like, how does that make any sense? But um, I think they do a really deft job of it. Um, they almost switch Hannibal and uh, Will. Right, Rose rolls right, a little right. bit here, where now Hannibal is in Will's shoes. Uh, which he gets a huge kick out of, obviously. And um, it's just it, the new status quo is so interesting with uh, Will in jail trying to prove his innocence and, uh, you know, point the finger back at Hannibal and uh, Hannibal trying to gaslight and manipulate Will into, uh, into right. either believing Hannibal's machinations or even if he doesn't believe them, m- making it clear that it doesn't matter if you believe it or not because everybody else will. Yeah. I think, I think they pull that off so deftly here. Um, but, like, these first two episodes, I, I mean, especially the first one, it's like, not only that, it's that gut punch of that immediate res cold open, right? I mean, I did not see that coming in. Like, that's un- what a crazy way to start a season of TV, I right? I know, I know. The first episode, it, it flashes forward to 12 weeks, and Jack is visiting Hannibal, and they're trying to kill each other. It's insane. Like, you would never think that this is how they would open the season. Very ballsy way to open up the season, too, right? Like, yeah, this, absolutely. This, this scene is just incredible. What would what, you think, Derek? Like, when you first saw this? I think I am not on the same train as you guys when it oh, comes interesting. to All this right, okay. Clap season. Oh, this, this is opener. interesting. I found that this episode was a little slow. Especially for a season. Really? Opener. Yeah. Especially because I think the way it's set up is that skipping ahead a little bit, right? There is a killer of the week that's set up, but it doesn't get resolved until the second episode. This is the first kill of the week that's kind of leaked over until into a second episode. And I felt like these two episodes could have just been one episode in, in my mind. 
But there's so much to unpack, though, I think. There is. I I do agree with Amir. I do like the new status quo of everything. It's nice that there's this relationship or continued relationship between Beverly and Will that gets set up in this episode. It does kind of set up Hannibal as this new Will, right? Because that's what even Mm -hmm. Beverly calls Hannibal in this in this episode. But I personally do not like when shows or movies do the immediate res. Yes. Right. And the first thing I actually think about is and we talked about this extraction, right? A really recent example of that is is the movie Extraction with Chris Hemsworth, where we saw the end of the movie at the beginning and it Mm. didn't work for me then. And not that it doesn't work for me here. I will say that first scene with uh, Jack and Hannibal is like beautifully shot. Like I love the reflection that we see like of Jack, like walking into the, into his kitchen. We see that reflection in the knife and then we see Hannibal's reflection in his own knife. It's, it's really beautifully shot, but I don't like when movies and TV shows do this because I know that it's some kind of red herring for, well, they're not showing us everything they could be. And I know this is not going to turn out the way I think it is going to turn out. Do you know what I mean? I typically agree with you. I do not like this trope, and I think it's cliche, but I think this is the perfect execution of this, where um, a lot of the times this in media res is trying to like obfuscate or like confuse you or like mislead you, red herring. I don't think this applies here because it ends with Jack getting stabbed in the throat, right? It does. And, like, you really don't know if he's going to live or die. And, like, you could totally see them killing off Jack. And another thing is, like, usually the in media res is, like, within the same movie or in the same episode, we get to that point in time, mm-hmm. right? But this is 12 weeks earlier. This is, like... This is the whole I mean, season, not right? to, not, Yeah, this is the whole season, right? So, like... By the time that they actually catch up to this scene in the series, I had totally forgotten they actually showed it because, like, so much stuff happens, you know? I guess, I mean, you watched it when it was week by week, right? So, but, like, yeah, for me, when I yeah, binged yeah. this, I, I saw this exact same scene maybe, like, two or three days later, right? So, it's like... I, that's different. I feel yeah, like that's, that's different. That's, yeah, but that's, I guess, that's my issue. That's my issue with the way I watched it, right? Like, I... No, yeah. And a lot of times I think, like... They try to be cute or like something like they, they try to like really mislead you and like you you don't even buy it, right? Like, okay, the, okay, I love Joss Whedon's Firefly, but over the short run of that show, they do it twice. One is the episode Trash where Mal is like naked. I don't know if you guys have watched. I haven't, uh, unfortunately. Oh, you haven't watched. But Amir, you've, you've seen Firefly, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so like the episode Trash, it opens up. And he's like naked and he's like, oh, well, I'm naked. I don't have any of my stuff. What happened or whatever? And it's like this cute little in media res thing that flashes back. And then the other one is like the the final episode, Objects in Space. And like he's like running out of air and like he collapses and like you want to find out how he got to that point. But like, you know, they're not going to kill off Mal in the show, right? So like stuff like that, it doesn't really work for me, but like. This, you could definitely see them killing off Jack, right? And like... Well, this goes back then to my argument a couple episodes ago that I don't think that this show has shown me that they were willing to kill off Jack or Hannibal. Well, you know they're not going to kill Hannibal and you know they're not going to yeah. kill Will. But I, I, would, I would buy that if they killed 
Jack, right? I don't know. I, it just shows the, the <laughs> show. The show hasn't built up the confidence to show me that it's going to stray too far from what we know of these characters. Like we know that Jack is still alive when it comes to Clarice. Like if they ever get to the point where he, <laughs> Derek's still on this, I'm still on up. that kick. Yeah, I'm on that kick. Like I know that Jack's not going to die. I don't feel it at all. I don't. I don't feel either. Because I, yeah. I don't think this is like the same continuity. I don't know. It's like saying. But I'm saying it's like they they haven't proven to me that it's not the same continuity, right? Like if they kill Chilton, like I was saying, like if they took they had the balls to kill Chilton, I'd be like, okay, anyone's game, right? Because mm, I know that Chilton yeah. was alive, but they didn't have the balls to do that. But like in the book continuity, Will doesn't even know Hannibal. You're right until yeah. Red Dragon. So it's like yeah. it, I feel like anything's fair game yeah yeah right? so yeah, i'm with jeff on this know. one i feel like it's already so different that yeah that, that that's they can do anything. i'm not on the same train but, as you guys but, <laughs> that's fair enough that's fair enough yeah but okay and, then oh i want to ask amir this then like i know amir you said you were very surprised with the end of the season right uh, of season one you're not really mm-hmm. knowing exactly where it was going and it took you for a little bit of a loop so like my other problem with this kind of trope is that now i know exactly kind of where the season's leading to i think about would I have enjoyed this reveal at the end versus at the beginning? So, like, would you have just appreciated the fight more if they hadn't teased it in the in this episode, and then you just if like by the end of the season, that's where it led to, and then I saw, yeah, then I saw the fight, right? Like, oh shoot, are they going to have a confrontation? And then we see this like epic fight versus yes, it's a really strong way to start this season, but then is there enough? by the end of the season to kind of justify it. But then also, uh, is there something more, right? I, Interesting. I guess that, that, that'll be the question we can answer at the end of the season. Yeah. 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 I don't know. For me, I, I think it totally pays. Off. I think by the end of the season, at least for me, the fact that they teased the fight does nothing to like dull my dull, anticipation. Yeah, exactly. for it. Yeah. I don't, I don't I think mean, so either. Because I think by the time you get to the fight, there's so much else going on that yeah. it's not about that, right? Yeah. Like the teaser you're getting here is about, whoa, what are the possibilities? What could possibly be happening? What's going to happen? By the time you get there, it's totally something else. Yeah. So, And um, I'm, I'm also just trying to speak in trying my best to not to incorporate what spoilery. I do know. Yeah. yeah. Incorporate yeah, yeah, sure. what I do know of, of the future because – we can come back to this question at the, at the end of the season and I might have the same answers you guys, right? I, I don't want to let, let on yet, you know, is this worth it to me? But these are definitely the questions I had, I remember. As you were watching. As I was watching and then after I watched the final episode of this season. Got it. Got but it. Like, if, you're, if you're actually talking about it, like this, this scene doesn't reveal that much, right? Because... But it reveals this like, is, the whole season arc, doesn't it? Like Jack is I going mean, to be coming yeah, for Hannibal. Yeah, but like that's the natural terminus of this season, right? Like how is long can though? you drag Hannibal as fugitive or whatever, or like or hidden, out that hidden like, land, yeah, like, yeah, hidden, yeah, oil. hidden villain or whatever, you know? And also, like the it doesn't have any context. You don't know how they find out. You don't know how Jack ends up there. You don't know like what the evidence is. So like, I think it works for me. It mm-hmm. works. Okay. Um, and also, like, I see it maybe as, like, a ratings ploy because the show never pulled ratings like it needed to to, like, survive. So maybe this was, like, a ploy to get – really get people to, like, watch the show and be like, oh, shit, you know? No, I mean, no, it was it was definitely a banger at the beginning. I mean, I was watching – I watched this with my fiance and she's like, did I miss something? 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it was, yeah, yeah. She, I was like, just wait, just wait, just wait like a couple minutes and you'll see. And because she, she was a little confused that all of a sudden, like Jack and, and Hannibal are fighting, you know, Hannibal, Hannibal's a savage in a fight. This is crazy. Yeah. Also, Jack pulling that knife out of his hand like it's nothing. Wow. Some Morpheus shit. Yeah. <laughs> he's like going at him. He's going at him with fists knowing that he's got a knife in his hand, you know, it's like, yeah, hmm. yeah. Jack, Jack's confident in his ability. It's like I said, beautifully shot. It was a cool fight. I'm not going to take that away from it. Yeah. Um, I think the best action beat is probably like Hannibal flinging himself at the door when yes. Jack's like barricaded. He's like yes. got the, the glass in his throat. He's like he's just like so animalistic. He's like launching himself at the door trying to break it down. Yeah, that's a yeah. shocking, shocking shot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's just bouncing like, yeah. off the door like that. It's unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, but uh, I mean, let's let's talk a little bit about the killer of the week because uh, that's what these two episodes are about. It's the killer of two weeks, I guess, right? The killer, 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 killer of the fortnight. <laughs> yeah, killer of the fortnight. Um, this is one of my favorite killers of the week. I really? love this dude. Yeah, interesting. I, love him. I don't know if I, I love the dude as much as I love the imagery. I love the imagery. And yeah. I just love the interplay with Hannibal here. I think that's yeah. He's definitely a cut above because they, yeah, they, yeah. They, mm-hmm. he gets woven into the story so yeah. well. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Stitched into the mural of the story. So okay, so I'll stop. <laughs> <laughs> but I think yeah, he's a cut above. But I, I I don't quite love him. I was kind of like ugh, another killer of the week. You know, like I was just like ugh, like. The show has had gotten such a strong start by narrowing in on like Will and Hannibal and Jack and Delana, and then now like we're doing more Killer of the Week shit. But you know, it, I, I, yeah. I think they I think they make it all work. Yeah, because it's hidden by like this new dynamic of Will being yes, in exactly. like, Hannibal's spot, and then Hannibal's exactly. the new Will. You know, yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. It makes it it makes like the Killer of the Week makes it possible for for us to see that inversion, which I think is worth it. Just like just right. the line of like Hannibal. Saying to Bedelia, like, I got to be Will Graham today. And you're like, wow, you are coming in your pants right now, dude. Like, <laughs> just, like, like, just the way he reads that line. It's like, whoa, man. Keep, keep it in your pants. Geez. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a little hard to talk about just one episode over the other because it is so kind of interwoven. We apologize if we, we're kind of skipping ahead a little bit sometimes. Yeah, if we're... Uh... If we're mingling, skipping back and forth between episodes one and two, but they're pretty much uh, hand in hand, right? So, actually, do you do you remember? I don't know if you know this offhand, Jeff. Was this like a two two hour premiere or something? Like it just feels. I don't like, think so. I don't. It just believe really so. feels like this. Like this was just like two episodes that just feel like one, right? I, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did find the second episode more interesting than the first. I guess that's true. Um, they're both. They're both quite good, but um, yeah. So, um, so the killer of the week: two men are in the river, and they find these bodies floating. And I guess the bodies are uh, being preserved by some kind of chemical or something like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's like so, some sort of resin, yeah. Yeah, so the team has to go back into action. Uh, but you know, Will's not around, so Hannibal's uh, off the bench. He's the new Will. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and uh, I guess the team finds that they they do kind of need Will after all, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I do find it funny that there's that scene where they're in the their lab and like Hannibal's kind of just like in the way, like he's like fumbling and kind of yeah, like in 
you know, Beverly Catsway. And then it, it's funny that they're, they're trying their hardest to show you like, this is the new will, but he's not really the new will. Mm-hmm. Because especially we learned that he not letting on as much information as he probably does know himself. Right. Yeah. I, I don't know. Be- Beverly has this hunch that maybe she should talk to will. Yeah. I mean, well, Beverly's the one who's also investigating Hannibal just because of the accusations that Will is flinging his way, right? Because Will is still of the mind that Hannibal has framed him, which he has. Yeah. Um, and I mean, like any accusations, no matter how the how the evidence stacks up against Will, like Jack has like the the duty to like look into Hannibal, right? And and that's what they they say at the beginning of the first episode because like Jack is having dinner with Hannibal and was like, you know, I do have to investigate you, and like even though we both let Will down. Like we didn't see his mental illness or like his, whatever his condition is or like whatever his breakdown was. Right. So, um, and Beverly is the one who's going through all of Hannibal's suits and like, she's the one who coins him as like, Oh, you're the new Will Graham. Did mm-hmm. you hear or whatever, you know? That's so right. Like, yeah. Yeah. Actually um, to get back, get back to that, um, earlier scene, I, I do find that it was a really cool kind of cut. Like we got the fight, right? We got Hannibal like yeah, preparing something yeah. with that and he then they get into the fight and then it cuts to Hannibal preparing and, the Kaiseki meal for Jack. So it's like yeah. it's kinda like interest that juxtaposition of like them at odds and then them still like twelve weeks earlier being friends and yeah, sharing a meal together. Jack's like, ho ho ho, we're such good friends. Whatever, yeah. You know? and, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, it's a very good juxtaposition, I think. It's it's funny. My fiance also made a comment it's like, "Oh, okay. I guess he doesn't always just eat people because uh, <laughs> he was actually preparing fish." Is but it then, fish though, or is it? Yeah, right. Because he person? has that line about the flounder, he's like, right? Yeah, yeah. Because it's like, oh, he was a flounder, you know. So like, um, but, but I don't think I'm you can disguise like, you human as that. fish. Yeah. There's no yeah, way. He, did, well, he clearly doesn't always eat people, right? So, well, but that comment them. made it yeah. seem like yes, it did. Yeah, it was. it's one of those things. Which yeah, was, I yeah. just don't know how you could. I don't know if any chefs out there know a human body part that could be like fish. Like I just can't. I don't imagine. think. You, yeah, I, I don't can. think you can. You can. And like and like raw fish, so you can't yeah, disguise yeah, yeah. it with like by cooking it or some way or yeah. You know, it, it, it's yeah. Yeah, I don't. I I was very. I, I I noticed that line too, Jeff, and I was a little confused by that. <laughs> In these two episodes, we get a lot of uh, Bedelia, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. I love her scenes in these two episodes. She's wonderful, yeah. We get her with pretty much everybody. Uh, we get you know a lot of scenes with her and Hannibal, her and Jack, even a scene with her and Will between the two episodes. And by the end of, I guess, the second episode, that she knows something, right, about Hannibal, or she feels something about Hannibal, and even Hannibal goes there to, I presumably, eliminate her? Yeah, at the end oh, of yeah, the second he was de- episode. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, he was definitely going to kill her at the end of yeah. the second episode, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Um, because she's gotten too suspicious at this mm-hmm. point. Um, and, yeah, it's interesting that she says, you know, oh, you've put me in a position to lie for you again. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, I guess he's manipulated into lying for her in the past, which I don't, I don't quite I don't quite recall exactly what incident that is. Do we know about that yet? If I were to imagine it's the incident with her previous patient that being attacked by the patient yes swallowed his tongue Mm, okay yeah i think that's what it's alluding to but i I I can i I could totally understand how you are a little confused yeah 
I always feel like Bedelia is talking in generalizations to the point where sometimes I have no idea what she's talking about. <laughs> Do you ever get that from her? Well, Jillian, Jillian Anderson herself, she says, like, I have no idea what the fuck I was saying when I was <laughs> filming this. <laughs> so, yeah. um, That's really funny. But yeah, yeah. I do um, think, like, with every appearance, Bedelia reveals a little more about what she knows. Mm-hmm. I mean, she doesn't reveal yeah, more about she, what she's, she knows. She's a bit of an enigma herself, right? You yeah, don't exactly yeah. know from know the beginning. How much does she yeah. know? How much does she know about what Hannibal's up to? And then over the course of the next two episodes, it's like, oh, she didn't quite know, and now she does, and now she's scared shitless. Yeah. Well, she, um, I mean, she does, she does mention in this episode, like, uh, you know, after what happened with you and Will, it's starting to recontextualize some of the things that happened between me and you. Yeah, she's got a so, lot of great lines here. She, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. it is kind of implied it is probably that older patient that yes 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 because that's the kind of interaction she had with Hannibal right because that was a referral from Hannibal to mm-hmm. her exactly and she's and she's got some great lines you know she where she says that um, you know okay there's uh, if you go back and you act as well psychiatrist you know that serves as your clear uh, you know your clear intent to manipulate him. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it's like, what if he talks with me? Well, that serves as his, his, his clear intent to manipulate you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's excellent. And then you yeah. know, she's t- uh, talking about talking about Jack, and you know how Hannibal's keeping the FBI close. And you know, back to that line about uh, forcing her to lie for him. You know, she says, "Oh, you're keeping the FBI so close." And why is what is this flirtation with the FBI about? Like, what are you doing? Um, and if you thought that Hannibal was completely innocent of all crimes, you wouldn't be so worried that he was uh, flirting with the FBI, right? Mm-hmm. So she already is, is suspicious. And then he says, well, oh, you seem more suspicious of me than Jack Crawford. And she says, yeah, well, well, Jack Crawford doesn't know what, uh, what you're capable of. And he says, yeah, neither do you. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> so, um, yeah, there's a lot of really arch dialogue here. Yeah, and I, I just love, like, all the interactions with Will all the characters, you know, because like he's he's in that cage now, right? He's in the Baltimore uh, Insane Asylum, the Baltimore State Hospital, right? And then mm-hmm. everyone's got like their interactions with him. Hannibal goes to visit him, Bedelia, like you said, um, Beverly goes to try and crack this case of the week. Alana, uh, Alana, right? And and, and Chilton, of course. Yeah, Chilton, because yeah. he's uh, Derek's favorite. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, dude, I love Chilton. <laughs> I think the one with Hannibal in the first episode, uh, episode one, where they're talking and like Will's still like adamant about Hannibal's frame job. What does what does he say? He's like, from where we are, like the light of friendship would never reach us in like a million mm-hmm. years million or whatever. Years, yeah. That's such a such a great and like stinging line, right? I think, uh, yeah, I think that's a great line. Hello, Will. Doctor Lecter. Lost in thought. Not lost. Not anymore. I used to hear my thoughts inside my skull with the same um, tone, timber, accent as if the words were coming out of my mouth. And now? Now. Sounds like you. I can't get you out of my head. 
Friendship can sometimes involve a breach of individual separateness. You're not my friend. Yeah, light from friendship won't reach us for a million years. That's how far away from friendship we are. I imagine it's easier to believe I'm responsible for those murders than it is to accept that you are. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and as he kind of changes his strategy for getting Hannibal, he has to kind of retract that line. Right? Yeah, yeah. Even yeah. in the even in just this next episode, he kind of goes back on that because he kind of wants to keep Hannibal close while, you know, uh, finding ways of uh, redirecting, I don't know, guilt or blame. Yeah. So, yeah, he's smart in that regard. Yeah, yeah, he completely yeah. switches the strategy up, right? Like in the first episode, it's like he's like, oh, I'm going to go at you all full force. And then that recovered memory – that memory that it recovers with Alana. Oof. Um, that dude. Is. <laughs> that is what was one of the most shocking things in the show. Like, I didn't, like, I thought Hannibal was just kind of manipulative. But, I, but the, over the course of the, you know, these next few, few episodes, the show reveals how much how Hannibal much is. is not just, yeah, it's not just psycholo- psychological manipulation. It's, he drugs people and like, he gets his hands dirty. manipulates them. Yeah. Yeah. It's just very violating, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's so uh, like that, th- those flashes of him in that plat, that creepy plastic suit shoving the tube down his throat. Yeah. Dude, unreal. Incredibly shocking, incredibly violating stuff. I'm, I'm calling it the, the kill suit. Uh, the kill suit. <laughs> it is the kill suit. <laughs> like, he would get a lot of that these first yeah, two Yeah, it shows up yeah. three times. Yeah. One, one in the flashback with Will, um, one where he goes to find, uh, the muralist, and then in the end when, he goes to try and kill Bedelia, right? Yeah, um, that's right. But, yeah. yeah, but to go back for a second with with the ear, you're like, you kind of forget like, oh shit, he had that ear in his stomach. I wonder how it got there. Well, how did it get now, there exactly? Now mm-hmm. we know that's that's how he, he got there. Force yeah. fed him an ear. Force fed him with a tube, shoved uh, Abigail's ear down his throat. That is... Uh, and did enough psychologically and pharmacologically to him that he that that will didn't even know remember right? it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly yeah, yeah. and i guess will was deeply sick at the time anyway and not maybe not yeah. make him remember anything but and, and hannibal even says yeah even any memories you recover you know those aren't going to be the full truth they're best going to be a distortion so don't trust your own memory right he just keeps trying to plant these seeds of, of <laughs> gaslighting gaslighting piece of shit yeah <laughs> yeah dude he's awful he's such a like i've i've i can't think of a character in literature, like in, in film, more duplicitous, like just to present such a, a kind face, and then you know, behind everyone's back, behind the back of the FBI, he's a a serial killer, b a serial killer who you know murdered Jack's former apprentice. Like it's just unbelievable. Yeah, but like you still root for him, though, right? It's uh, it's interesting. <laughs> you don't you don't root. I, mean, I, don't, I, don't root root. I feel like <laughs> root for him. Root for him I mean, is strong. <laughs> root for him is strong. He's a very compelling character. I love the show. I love the character. I don't about root for him though. I feel like that goes a step too far. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, maybe maybe I'm just like a degenerate. Who knows? <laughs> I, uh, I think you, you've you've been seduced a little bit by Hannibal here, which I guess <laughs> is not uncommon as we go through the show. See, so, yeah, I think everybody goes through it a little uh, bit. I don't know. Should we should we switch gears to like more of the killer of the week stuff? Because like there was some fantastic imagery with uh, yeah with the muralist here, right? Because he's like keeping all these bodies in the silo. He's stitching them because like Will's the one who reveals that. Um, when uh, Beverly Katz goes to meet him, that he's creating like a palette for these yeah. bodies, right? Of like different shades. 
And I love um, how he does that, right? Each of them are like almost like a color chip, right? And yeah, he, them, yeah, he arranges yeah. them so that it goes from like light to dark, and he he you know easily recognizes that oh, this is like a palette. So I, I mm-hmm. thought that yeah, very very clever. And uh, I'm pretty good with gore. Like I'm not like I'm not very squeamish. I can pretty much watch anything, but. This scene in the second episode where uh, mm-hmm. Roland Umber is like tearing himself off of yeah. the mural is like mm-hmm. I could Oof. barely watch that. That was like that was a oh, rough. That one. was sick. Yeah, I couldn't even believe that was on network television. I mean, I, we say that a lot. I can't believe any of this shit's on <laughs> yeah. network television. But like yeah. him, like ripping the stitches off of him. Oh, yeah. And as much as I don't disgusting. love the killer of the week stuff generally. Um, that whole sequence of uh, him running through the cornfields oh, and stuff is really God. great. That's mm-hmm. some real horror movie shit. It's great. Yep. Yeah. And uh, and he doesn't make it. it yeah, sucks I love that. that. I was about it. to just say that. I love that. You know, typically when we see a person jump off a cliff, they go right in the water and they're perfectly fine. But this guy just barely misses. Hits. Yeah. Hits the, hits the of rocks. A cliff. Oh, he's gone. <laughs> and he's gone. I was like, oh, okay, good. All right, let's let's. Let's change up the trope a little bit. <laughs> yeah, that sucks. That's kind of leads down the rabbit hole of, you know, eventually finding out who this guy is, right? Yeah, it's it's interesting because Hannibal and Will, they have different ways Tactics. of locating uh the killer, right? Cuz Hannibal uses his uh distinct sense of smell, right? Okay. Cuz like Okay, so if we if if some of us have issues with Will's like power perception of getting from point a to point b all hannibal does is just smell this guy and like hey, he's at point b right he knows exactly like where, where this guy is i was just like okay like if you have problems with will's deductions <laughs> you'll you should definitely have problems with hannibal's crazy sense of smell super the exact location you need to be i was like okay i mean i guess <laughs> yeah it's a little is it just exact though because like he could just like recognize the grain, and then like that that grain is like only within that. Uh, yeah, maybe that he smelled radius, like the corn, right? right? The corn, yeah, or whatever. maybe. And then, yeah, he needs to just like look for possible places with corn that could be a good murder location. So yeah, like I, I'm not saying like he knew exactly where it was from the smell, but it just doesn't. It seem like it though. Like the show kind of really like he gets the point the, to the end just from a smell. Mm-hmm. But I do love that transition. Like he's yes. he's smelling it, and then like you see him wading through the cornfield, and he comes out, and he's got the the suit on. You know, mm-hmm. he like breathes in, like he was like, mm, "That's the smell," or whatever, and like yeah. that's how he locates the the killer, right? And then, oh, like Will's deductive reasoning makes sense, right? This this yeah. was not like a leap that you were like, "Oh, this is one of his superpowers" or whatever. But like, you know, he. He deduces from Roland Umber's body, the guy who tore himself and fell off the cliff, that like, like the the killer is probably working just upstream of where they found the body, right? Like, right, yeah, yeah. So, um, and this wasn't just a normal dump. Like, this person tried to escape but just didn't make it. So, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You know, if you follow the stream upstream, you might find where this killer is, and that's exactly what they do. Yeah. So, I, I, how much of this is like Will being a super genius? And how much of it is everybody else on the show like not being that bright? Like, isn't that something you would think of? Like, that's true. Oh, yeah, let's yeah, look, true. Let's yeah. look upstream mm-hmm. of where the body was dumped. Like, I feel like that's kind of I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I feel like Beverly didn't need to go to see Will 
uh, <laughs> to to make that deduction. Um, but I guess they were running with the deduction or the 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 hunch that you know this was a purposeful dump versus like Will gave him the was saying like no this is an accident like you need to follow this particular stream because mm. the killer didn't mean to actually dump this body because the because right? the first couple of bodies they were imperfect or whatever that's what uh, yeah mm-hmm. uh, that's what Hannibal said right. Um, yeah, there is. There is another great line there too, where where uh, Will asks, "So, what did Hannibal tell you about the killer?" Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And Beverly says, "Oh, well, yeah, he says that he thinks the roller number uh, was dumped like the rest of them." And it's like, "Well, no, he said that to you. That's not necessarily what he actually thinks." Right? Yeah, that's right? a great mm-hmm. line. Yeah, 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 yeah. You can see this like inching Beverly towards Will's perspective of maybe planting a seed of doubt. Yeah, on Hannibal within. Beverly's mind, you know, and uh, we'll we'll see where that gets us this season. <laughs> but oh, uh, I do I do like how Hannibal kind of knocks Beverly down a couple notches because you know Bev, Bev's the one who goes to Jack, be like, oh, I think it's a color palette, almost trying yeah. to sell it like it's her idea. And but, Hannibal's like, but then, would, you, no. would you get that idea, yeah. Will? You sound like Will. You sound <laughs> yeah. like Will. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, like, it is interesting. But by the end of the second season, like, it seems like, oh, I mean, Jack was like. You know, we didn't have this conversation. Go yeah. keep doing what you're going to do. Right. Yeah. This is a very typical Jack move, right? I'm like, enabling you to do this. <laughs> Jack yeah. never learns his lesson. He the ultimate, con- lesson. ultimate consequentialist ends ends justify the means. Like, yeah. he does um, not believe in playing by the rules at all. Yeah. Which, by the way, like, speaking of Jack and never following the rules, we haven't talked about the investigation into Jack. Yeah. 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 Right. All because so, of Alana's report. Well, yeah, we get the introduction of Cynthia Nixon's character, right? Yeah, Cade Purnell. Cade Purnell, yeah, Cade Purnell. And I guess the FBI are going to be investigating Jack, right, because of his misconduct. Specifically because of Alana's letter that she mm-hmm. wrote, attest- attesting to Jack's misconduct. Yeah. So, I mean, they, the FBI, of course, wants to protect their own and sweep this as quickly as possible under the rug. You know, Alana insists that, no, Will, you know, it's not Will's fault. I mean, it is Will's fault, but it's not really Will's fault. She's basically accusing the FBI of turning this person into a killer. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. She it's says just... that Will did it, but he's not responsible for doing mm-hmm. it. Right. Yeah. So I like how Jack cops to it, too. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, but I was just going to say, like, I mean, that's that's a huge accusation, you know, against big government agency like the FBI. Right. Yeah. But you're right. Like, Jack, Jack wants to just he admits to it. He says, yeah, I did that. I mean, it is my fault. Mm-hmm. But of course, Cynthia Nixon's character is like, no, we're not gonna, <laughs> we're not gonna take the blame for this one. Mm-hmm. I always do like it when they kind of connect the killer of the week back to like you know some of our main issues. Mm-hmm. Hannibal has that great line where it's like, well, he used these people right as as part of his the means to his end, and it it makes kind of Jack realize like, oh man, that that's exactly what I did with Will. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which he couldn't admit. I, I kept blaming Jack for not uh, owning up to his mistake, but I guess at this point he is kind of seeing that he did make a mistake with Will. Yeah. And I just love the scene where Hannibal confronts the, the muralist. Um, it's almost comical and kind of like a beautiful oh, kind of way. Oh, it's very funny. Mm-hmm. Like, I love your work. Like, he looks up <laughs> and like Hannibal's just looking down from that little tiny hole all the way at the, up at the top of the silo, looking down, and he's got his plastic suit on, and like you said, up here, he's like, "I love your work." It's it's so funny. 
Hello. I love your work. Yeah, this is a very funny, funny show. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. you know, Bever- like when they arrived at the, the crime scene later after Will's little tip on how to find a cornfield, um, <laughs> you know, they, uh, they someone says to Hannibal, I think it's Beverly says to Hannibal, or, or no, Jack says to Hannibal, all right, you better prepare yourself. You've seen nothing like this. And like, Hannibal I'm sure said, I haven't. Yeah, <laughs> I'm quite sure I haven't. It's just like the, the driest, most, you know, ironic uh, the dry line. Humor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, which, you know, obviously no one in the show is going to get it. That's totally for us. That's totally for Hannibal himself, chuckling at his own sense of superior sense of humor. I know more than you. Ha, ha, ha. And, of course, for the audience to kind of get a little bit of a chuckle. It's a very, very funny show in that way. Yeah. yeah there's a lot is. There's a lot of this. There's really a lot of this. Like Hannibal's, uh, you know, little little joke slash threat to Bedelia. Like, oh, well, you don't know what I'm capable of either. There's, there's so much of it. You know, the show is just shot through. With uh, mm-hmm. this kind of funny, this kind of humor, so it's very funny. Yeah. yeah. So okay, with this killer of the week, I was a little unsure about this. I don't know if you guys were. Does he convince him to be part of the mural, or does he like go down there and like take him out and then just force him into the mural? Um, the guy I think goes willingly. Is my is my I is my think sense so of it too? That's the feeling I, I get. I, I mm-hmm. think Hannibal has like enough of a sense of the psychology of the guy. Um, that he's just like, hey, like this is going to be the perfection to your piece. Don't you want to like, you know, die with your piece perfected or whatever? And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, so I, I, to- I totally think he goes willingly. Yeah. Yeah. I-, I did think that too. But then the guy says something about like, well, this is not what I intended. Right. So it's almost like he's fighting it, but he can't because, I mean, of course, he's already subdued. So I wasn't like I was a little confused, but I could see it both ways. Like, yeah. you know, like we we don't see it, but, you know, Hannibal's very capable of taking someone out. So he could have taken this guy out and he's just going to be part of this design. But I also could see how Hannibal could use his words to convince this guy like, well, the FBI is right on your tail. If you want to finish this design, you know, I can help you with that. Right. I definitely didn't predict that Hannibal was going to stitch the guy into his own mural. I thought mm-hmm. this might have been this might have been another Garrett Jacob Hobbs. Like, yo, what's up, bro? Uh, fellow serial killer. Uh, the FBI <laughs> is looking for you, man. You should probably, you know, run or whatever. You know, I don't, I don't know. You know, Hannibal, you can never really predict what he's going to do with a fellow serial killer. He might kill them. He might, you know, buddy. He, he might go buddy buddy with them and warn them. Like, you never really know. Yeah, you don't really know. And I think it's funny because, like, um, he's like, "Don't you want to be the final piece of your?" perfect art or whatever and then in the end he's not even the perfect piece for that he stands out right he's the wrong color isn't he <laughs> that's how yeah. will yeah, yeah, notices right. that um one of the people aren't isn't like the others right like he mm-hmm. he he notices that the muralist is in the final design in the end right mm-hmm. and like he's missing a leg and and they're like oh where's his leg and then you see Hannibal uh, in his kitchen with a leg and he's preparing like another meal so which looked delicious by the way i mean i know it's human but dang that thing looks so good <laughs> <laughs> all the food man all the yeah food everything every everything all the food looks amazing so times. i wanted to ask is will holding back in the sense that the second a limb is missing isn't he going to be like oh this is the garrett jacob hobbs copycat right that would have been his go-to line in the first season right if someone's limbs missing is he not trying to say that because everyone thinks he's already crazy, right? Because he thinks that the Garrett Jacob Hobbs copycat is is Hannibal. Well, I think he's I I think he for sure knows that it's uh, Hannibal. Hannibal. Um, but 
I mean, keep in mind, he's not law enforcement anymore. He's behind bars. So, like, he yeah. needs leverage, you know? So, like, he's not yeah. going to tell ever. He's smart, you know? Yeah. And, like, yeah. we'll see later down the line, like, what what his strategy is. And, like, he's not going to give away information for free. And, like, this is very interesting because we're talking about, like, the inversion of uh, the places that the characters are, right? Because, like, now... Uh, Will is in the place of uh, where Hannibal is canonically within like the mythology of Silence of the Lambs and all this stuff and I think it's just interesting because like he might be the protagonist of the story and like he's the hero and like we know that he's innocent but like he still plays like antagonist here right because he's like well you're just trying to get me to burn out again before my trial you know that's what he says right Mm -hmm. Um, so like he's not willingly giving up information for free. You know what I mean? So yeah. like, mm. it's um, the quid pro quo with Beverly. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. So like, it's, it's really interesting that they allow him to, to be the antagonist um, in this little stretch of episodes too, you know? And, and I think it's, I think it's fascinating. Yeah. I mean, it's even speaking of that little interaction, right? Like where he's like, you know what? I, I don't want to give you information right now. And then Beverly mm-hmm. says something about like, well, I have other assignments that are really taking up my time too. So if you help me with this, I can work on those other assignments. Right, right, right. And then you get that look from Hannibal. It's like, wait, what did you just say? Like even Hannibal mm-hmm. found that wording kind of peculiar. I find it interesting that Hannibal noticed that exchange between those two characters. We get uh, we get more uh, dream imagery. The stag man and the man stag or whatever you want to call <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. Is this is this the first uh, appearance of, of that, or we talked about it last week, right? Yeah, yeah. No, last no, no, no. Week we it, talked about it. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, it, it, show, it, it, show, it showed up at the end of at the end of season one, right? Yes. Yeah, at the end of season one. Yeah. Yeah, and it yeah. comes um, out of the water here as well. The I think it, people called it the Wendigo, right? What, sorry, say that again. Do people call it the Wendigo? I think. I think people the called Wendigo? it the Wendigo. Yeah, I think so. The Wendigo. I think that's oh. what they call it. Yeah. I don't um, know. Yeah, I mean, we see it at the top of the like when Will looks up at the top of the silo, we see. I mean, that's how he knows that Hannibal is the one who did this, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, we're definitely that. They're definitely leaning into that imagery a lot more. And I love it because it's just so much creepier than the stag. Yeah. Like the stag, yeah. the stag is just like a little bit ambiguous and like, oh, well, it's like a majestic animal or whatever. But like the stag man is like incredibly creepy. And you're like, oh, okay. Like, there's this no, thing is there's this no super evil. There's no ambiguity about that imagery, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Actually, um, another uh, imagery that I really found really compelling was when Alana was, like, putting Will under, right, with the, the flashing metronome. Mm-hmm. And then we see her as this, like, haunting, shadowy, like, black figure too, right? Like, that goes in for the kiss. Mm. Like, I yeah, thought that yeah, was yeah. really, really interesting. And I think that will kind of, I mean, not to give anything away, I think that relates it's a little confusing at first but i think it relates to some things we find out later and then there's like that there's like that dark liquid that consumes will's face you know Uh um metaphorical well as well i guess and it's very very uh surreal dream imagery here yeah uh, yeah yeah. (laughs) and then also talking about like comedy and, and some funny lines i love that um in chilton and hannibal's dinner because of Chilton's condition now with the missing kidney and, and some probably some, maybe some other organs. Mm-hmm. Uh, he can't eat meat anymore. So he's kind of lucked out in the sense that Hannibal can no longer serve him meat. That means he can't. <laughs> he can't that's, true. that's true. 
but it's also I, I found it funny when Hannibal's like, "Oh man, you're really challenging me, Chilton. You, I haven't cooked a non-meat dish in a long time." Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. yeah, I, yeah. Thought, I found that a little bit funny, and I'm just like, Chilton doesn't know yet, but he he's lucking out like real real hard at this moment. He's, yeah, he's yeah. gonna be happy in the end. Yeah, that's, that's very <laughs> funny. One one can learn to love beats. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or the little bit where he joke where uh, Hannibal jokes with Chilton. Uh, uh, well, you know, uh, because they're talking about Will Graham accusing uh, Hannibal of still being the killer. Oh, yeah. And, Ch- and Chilton is now, you know, the in-house uh, psychiatrist for Will. And um, so uh, he says, you know, well, uh, you know, if Will is correct, you're dying with a psychopathic murderer, Frederick. <laughs> you know? And they clink uh, wine glasses. Yeah. I thought, yeah it's another, there's a lot of fun, little... funny, funny moments in these um, two two episodes. Yeah. So I guess we're, we're not going to see... Bedelia for a while, right? I mean, it sounded like she's, I mean, well, by the end of the episode, she's gone, presumably hiding somewhere away yeah, from her Hannibal. whole apartment's been vacated and her whole, her whole office, her whole practice. So, yeah, she's run away somewhere we don't know. Um, Good don't choice, know. Bedelia. <laughs> yeah. Good choice. She's the smartest one. I mean, she tries to hint at Jack a little bit when she meets Jack at the FBI. She definitely goes to Will and be like, I believe you. Right. Yeah, I thought that was such a great scene. Yeah, that yeah. was a great scene. Yeah. And she knows, right? She knows that I guess it's being recorded too, so that's why she leans in and just whispers. Mm-hmm. Right? Because she can't she doesn't want anyone to, else to know that she knows, right? If That's like the big bombshell of these two episodes, right? Because Bedelia goes to see Will and she's like, I I believe you, you know? And, yeah. And it kind of sh- it shakes Will, right? It, like it, he starts to kind of have yeah because little... like before like all of this was internalized like his suspicions on Hannibal it's all stuff he's put together himself and no one has come to like provide any sort of like outside evidence to to support his theory right and here comes Bedelia and she's like I believe you and I think that just like pulls the thread even further for for Will right so mm-hmm. and and I think that's that's great and. And like she, she got out of Dodge just in time, right? Because just in like time, we, yeah. like we said, Hannibal shows up with his kill suit, and he's like, "Damn, she got away!" You know? so, <laughs> right, just uh, missed her. <laughs> yeah. Next time. <laughs> <laughs> Next time. Yeah. Well, I think that will conclude this week's episode. Uh, Jeff, where can people find more of your work? You can find me on strangeharbors.com. Um, and you can also find me on Instagram and Twitter, also at Strange Harbors. What about you guys? Um, you can find me on Letterboxd. And what about you, Derek? You can find me, Derek, at the wrong day, Dig spelled D A Y I K. And that's for Instagram and Twitter. But if you like this episode, please give us a, a good star rating on Apple Podcasts. It definitely helps to get our podcast out to many, many more people. But what also really helps is if you subscribe to our podcast, wherever you get your podcast, whether that be Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or any of the other podcast platforms. Yeah. And uh, if you guys have any questions, comments, suggestions, please shoot us an email at jeff at strangeharbors.com. Uh, sometimes we read the emails out and uh, we love to hear from you guys. So if you guys have anything you want to add, just uh, shoot us a line. All right. So that will conclude our episode for episodes one and two of Hannibal's second season. We will be back next week for episodes three and four. All right. See you guys next week. All right. See you next week, everybody. We'll see you guys then.